I think I'm the same as every guy out there. Or more so, I think every guy is the same. We have an innate desire to fuck. Pardon the profanity, but I don't think I'll be able to tell this story without it. I differentiate between the desire to fuck and the desire to have sex or make love. They are two different things in my eyes. To delve deeper into my philosophy, the rapper Kanye West actually has a very insightful line that I believe describes the sexuality of man. I could have me a Naomi Campbell and still want me a Stormy Daniels. We may have a type of woman that we want to marry and have married sex with, no matter how crazy or unique. There will always be a deviant side to our sexuality that tells us to share a bed with less reputable women or men, and maybe experiment with a taboo. Despite the controversy surrounding Kanye and Daniels, the sentiment remains the same. I'm just another victim of this lustful nature all men have. We are all plagued by this, and I think no matter how normal, mature, disciplined, or moral the man or woman is, everyone has a kink to fundamentally unique sexual desire that can range from just wanting to participate in BDSM, wanting to fuck multiple people, role-playing, all the way to immoral and unethical practices I won't get into. This leads me to one kink I want to talk about specifically. I believe it's been around since man began worshipping the sun, but it really became a part of pop culture in the 70s when a cult, not to be confused with cults, although the two can mix, horror, thriller, sexploitation, and pornos entered the mainstream. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should give it a search. Hell, you might end up liking it. Especially if Satan or Satanists and occultists having ritualistic, horrific or raunchy sex with gorgeous men and women sounds like your thing. Just be prepared to see the occasional Euro-bush. On the topic of occult exploitation films, there is one film that isn't an occult film necessarily, but has some influence and undertones from that era. I think most, if not all of you reading this, have probably heard about it at some point. The film I'm talking about is the first VHS film. If you haven't seen it, Basically, the viewer is taken on a journey along with some shitheads who broke into a creepy house, and they watch a series of underground and rare VHS footage displaying very disturbing and surreal events. One of the stories is about a group of three college-age guys going clubbing and picking up chicks. The guys go to a club and invite a few chicks back home, one of which is a little strange, not only physically, but also seems to have trouble saying basic words. Long story short, she ends up killing the two Chad-type guys and kidnaps, or uh, should I say literally transforms into a demon humanoid figure and flies off with the skinny nerd archetype guy for, well, who knows what. The story is often referred to as the succubus story. I tell you this to give you an idea of what a succubus is, but... I'm sure you have an idea of what a succubus is. A classic example are the sirens from Homer's Odyssey, whom sing so beautifully that men are drawn to their voices and, eventually, their death. All of this being said, now I can explain how all of this relates to me. My name is Ike, like Turner, 
and as you may have already picked up on, I have an obsession with sex and the occult. I believe my obsession with sex is healthy, and like I said, I believe every man is, even if it is only secretly. My obsession with the occult, uh, I'm not so sure now. Although this is private information, I work and live in San Francisco and have decent social skills. Hard to believe, I know. I'm being blunt because I have to, so... I'm not the type that is into weird shit due to a lack of getting actual ass. The truth is, I just have a hard time connecting emotionally. This has led me down a rabbit hole of demonic and occult porn and an obsession with fucking something unnatural. This leads me to believe I wanted to fuck a succubus. I figured, you know, a succubus wants something like my soul or my life or some shit. I don't even care. I just had this burning desire telling me I want to be used by some paranormal, gorgeous, and maybe not even entirely human-looking creature. This led to a lot of sex with sometimes attractive, sometimes not. Sometimes sane and sometimes not. Goth, punk, straight-up eccentric chicks that were willing to do like... That were willing to do things like fuck in a pentagram. Or maybe carve one on me with a knife and get a little burning wax dropped on their bodies while we have some animal-like sex. Sometimes we'd even read this book containing occult, satanic, or witchcrafty ritual stories, and I gotta tell you, it might sound a little insane, even unsafe if you're afraid of that type of thing, but goddamn, that rush was phenomenal. The issue is that the rushes could never last at the rate I was going. I was lucky enough to meet one chick named Rabbit. Uh, this wasn't even a nickname. Her story is her parents were crack addicts who thought that the story of Peter Rabbit was cute and somehow saw the name Rabbit fitting for a girl. Her middle name was even worse, though. It was Jessica, so she decided that Rabbit was okay. I'm not going to lie, she wasn't all there, but she was nearly perfect. She had a non-existent attention span, and her hair was always matted and unkempt, despite it being a new color every week. She always looked tired and spent time at a local loony bin for attempting to murder one of her teachers, who she said made some unwanted advances on her. She said that he lied and said it was unprompted, and that it was her word against his. I believe her, of course, but she's still crazy. Despite all of this, she had some beautiful features, like a legitimately smoking body and, if I'm being a little sentimental, the most gorgeous hazel eyes I had ever seen. Anyway, we started hooking up and having some seriously satanic sex. We would get high on a multitude of drugs and read this book I found called Doctrina Satanus. I'm not an expert, but I believe that roughly translates to Satanic Doctrine. We would read all these crazy stories and these crazy rituals inside, partially translated by some secretive guy who most people say was a local Freemason. I knew things were getting unintentionally serious when we wouldn't even have sex some of the times we'd meet. We'd just read, laugh, talk about the types of forbidden knowledge we'd like to learn, and watch old horror movies together. Despite finally meeting someone, I felt I finally felt a weird connection to. I still couldn't satiate this hunger inside of me, telling me to keep going. 
I needed the sex to be more dangerous than just cutting pentagrams into each other and stupidly saying shit in Latin we didn't quite understand because it might summon a demon. Although we know it wouldn't, because we weren't following the ritual to a T. It was all in good fun, but I wanted to go further. So I started reading some of the Doctrina Satanus on my own time in order to find something that might help me. In order to find something that might help me. For the first time in a long time, I felt focused. I would critically read and meticulously decipher the rituals and stories written in this book with the hopes that I find something that piques my interest. About a week ago, I finally found something. If I'm being honest, I was subconsciously hoping I'd find a succubus the whole time. I've always had a fixation with the harlots from the 70s, occult pornos, and the succubus from VHS. I guess that's why, when I found a section named Metatrix Demonium, it felt like everything was coming together. The translation literally means prostitute demon, or harlot demon. I'd like to think what it's actually saying is succubus. When I began reading and trying to decipher the story regarding this demon, my interest only skyrocketed. Long story short, I translated and deciphered the bits that weren't already and then dumbed it down to basically saying this. The prostitute demon, or succubus, is a demon whose main function is to punish those who delve too far down into the deadly sin of lust. The demon punishes men and women who participate in sinful and immoral sex practices by first seducing the individual. If the individual is a male, and if the demon can get its prey to ejaculate inside it, it then takes ownership of that person's soul. Upon acquiring this person's soul, it then reveals its true form if it hasn't already, sometimes resulting in immediate death due to shock and resulting in that individual serving as a slave for the rest of eternity, or until the demon releases them. If the person does not die upon completion of the act, they continue to live a normal life, but live knowing their eventual fate. I got excited just reading that. Upon translating this description with Google Translate and some other random translation sites, I wanted to see it. I wanted to fuck this thing. I didn't care about the consequences, if I could lay with this creature, even if I lost my soul. I felt I finally knew what my calling was. Of course, I would try and maintain my soul, but the rush of the whole thing is what really sold me. So I began reading on how to summon it. It was much harder to piece this part of the text together, and it was very vague, but the summoning process goes a little like this. The succubus summoning is either at the discretion of a higher-ranking demon, or when a heartbroken, angry, or ambitious lover performs the demon's sacrament. In either case, the target will not know the identity of the creature until completion of the demon's contract, in which the demon will reveal itself in its true intentions. In order to complete the demon's sacraments and the summoning the succubus, one will need to 1. Create a pentagram method and material not important. 2. At each point of the pentagram, there should be a wax candle burning. 3. Between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m., you must kill a human sacrifice. 4. Before taking the sacrifice's life, 
you must chant et ego in vocabo metatrix demonium mater profanus sexus. 5. After the sacrifice's life has been taken, you must then chant videtur. Upon summoning, the succubus will often appear in a non-threatening and beautiful female form, and you will need to provide a possession of the target in order for it to prey upon the target. As soon as I understood these steps, I began acquiring the supplies. I decided I would perform the ritual in my living room, and that I would cover everything up to avoid a mess. I would then try to convince it to lay with me upon its arrival. If I gave it a possession of mine and said I was the target, it would work. Right. I bought red paint to make the pentagram, some generic wax candles for the ceremony, and plastic tarp to put on the furniture in case of blood splattering. The only thing I hadn't figured out was how to obtain a human sacrifice. I may be into some dark shit, but murder never crossed my mind before deciding I would do this. I didn't even know if I had it in me. So I began contemplating, and realized if I were to perform this ritual... I had to take it seriously. This meant that I had to find a sacrifice, and upon finding them, I couldn't back down. Occurring almost simultaneously with that thought, I received a text from Rabbit. It read, You want to hang out? I knew what I had to do. I realized she was probably the only victim suitable for this, and she is practically a nobody. She has no real friends and no family left. I replied to her. I was just thinking about you. I'd love to get into something weird tonight. Come over and let me show you this new story I found. She replied hastily. Wow, I didn't know you were capable of feeling something like love. I'll stop by in an hour. Try not to blow your load to the thought of me before that, alright? An hour. This is perfect. I thought. This would give me enough time to prepare the sacrifice. I decided I would use my butcher's knife and add a lot of crushed up painkillers into a drink in order to prevent a struggle. I prepared two glasses of whiskey, added the powder and placed them on the table. I put my drink on the left and hers on the right, and decided that I would pick mine off the table immediately upon her arrival, in order to eliminate a mix-up. After everything was ready, I sat in anticipation. Not too long after, the doorbell rang. It was about ten o'clock. I could feel my palms getting clammy, and sweat formed on my scalp. After assuring myself that this is what I wanted to do, I went to the door. I answered it, and there was a rabbit as expected, standing in her normal semi-slouched posture. Her hair seemed washed today and it was dyed completely purple. Her eyes were brighter than usual, and she sported black lipstick to match her typical black makeup. She radiated a positive energy, despite the overwhelmingly goth-inspired outfit featured today. Upon seeing this unusually peppy rabbit, I froze for a minute in admiration, admittedly, then forced my head back into the game. This was no time to become unfocused or change my mind. We went into the living room, where I sat in my armchair, and she took a seat close to me on the couch. I immediately grabbed the drinks, offering her the one with the special stuff inside. So, what's the new story about? She said, her eyes wide open, not turning away or blinking. 
This was a common expression she wore. I, I believe it's about a succubus, I said bluntly. I took a sip of whiskey, so she did the same. She took only a small sip and made a disenchanted expression. The right corner of her mouth cracked a smile, though, signaling to me that everything was okay and that she was interested in the story. This allowed me to relax a little bit. And so I was able to form an actual smile rather than a forced and rigid one. I see. You want me to play one, right? She said jokingly. I... Uh, actually, I have something like that planned. Let me read you the story real quick. I read her the lore of the beast. I'm sure in a very animated and passionate way that happens involuntarily when I really like what I'm talking about. As I told her, her smile grew and grew, and her eyes grew brighter and brighter, almost giving off this aura of innocence I have never seen in her before. Once I finished, we sat still, staring at each other. I realized at this moment exactly just how wrong what I was doing really was. I realized I might even love this woman. Don't drink that, I said firmly yet ashamed. She maintained eye contact. She even maintained her smile. Instead of heeding my words, she began drinking the glass anyway. All without blinking her eyes. Her pupils began expanding to the point that they filled the entirety of her irises, destroying that bright, innocent look I just had. When she put the drink down, I noticed not only that she was still smiling, but her grin seemed to be getting larger and larger, until her lips opened up, revealing teeth that began to change form. Her teeth were transforming into a monstrosity that resembled a great white's. She began laughing all without looking away from me, seemingly unfazed by the drug I had slipped into her drink, and with evil, entirely midnight black eyeballs, her voice changed. It was deep and loud, and yet the feminine voice was still layered underneath. What's wrong, Ike? Keep going. I want to hear the summoning ritual. She said in a mocking, highly amused tone. She continued to laugh at my expense, all the while I stared in bewilderment, unable to comprehend the horrendous transformation that just took place before my eyes. The pit in my stomach dropped, and I felt paralyzed, yet for some reason I felt relieved. Well, this saves me the trouble of killing you, I forced out. Her laughter paused she maintained that smile. She decided to walk closer to me, and for the first time I noticed that her nails had grown to the length of what looked like two inches. Are you the real rabbit, or... I asked, puzzledly. Yes. Some of the Dark Lords took notice of you a while back, so I was hired to fetch your soul. Her appearance remained unchanged, but her voice returned to normal. But luckily for me, I haven't given you my soul yet, despite our history. So why reveal yourself now? I have no reason to hide now. You know why. She was right. She realized my infatuation with her, this monster, and 
knew that she would have my soul tonight regardless. Although now, being face to face with this danger, I began getting second thoughts. I decided to bluff. You're right. I want to ask you a favor, though. I suppose I'll listen. I want to see your true form. She laughed and then turned her back to me. After a moment, wings started to rip out of her back and out the back of her shirt. Her skin was morphing into a blackish-gray color, and when she turned around, her eyes were yellow and reptilian. Her nose was now just two slits, and her fiendish smile was now even larger. Her height grew nearly two feet, making her possibly seven and a half feet tall. Despite all of these changes, her figure remained feminine and humanoid. At this moment, she walked towards me and embraced my face. She had a look of sweetness behind this evil caricature, and I thought there was something beautiful about this form she was in. She began to speak to me. You know, one thing they never put in those books is the whole truth. It says we have to lay together in order for me to obtain your soul, as I can also just make you fall in love with me. I felt my heart drop. You were harder than most, I'll admit. I knew that when I did some background on you. I knew that this was the way to go, though. Rather than let you put your weak human hands on me again. At that moment, a tale I hadn't seen before instantaneously shot forward and into my stomach. I looked down, confirming that it pierced my body, then at her. She looked despicable and ecstatic with what she had just done. I'm going to take your soul, but don't worry. You'll see me again soon. As she said that, her tail ripped back out of my stomach holding what looked like a faintly glowing aura. I never thought this soul would have a physical form. She then suddenly vanished into thin air, and like that, she was gone. That leads to now. I'm writing this as I bleed out. Luckily, the puncture was through my abdomen, where you can typically live the longest after an injury. However... I'm not going to lie to you. Getting your soul sucked out isn't what you think. I feel like all of my vitality and youth have been stripped from me, and any ambition and all will to live have literally and metaphorically been ripped out of me. I write to tell you all this. Don't get involved with a succubus. <laughs> 